My God, it's full of stars. Coming up next, Tube Tunes in Color. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. Let me get this straight. You want me to steal? And here he is, the one, the only. One out of twelve. One out of twelve possible four, five, nine suspects there now. Hello, I'm Mr. Ed. This is Jim Rockford. This is Tom. We've been naming. Welcome to Tube Tunes. not alone in this universe. Or so the countless outer space science fiction TV series that have aired since 1949 would have us believe. From broadcast television's earliest days, though certainly more so in recent years, there have been space operas, as they're called. TV series whose primary setting is the unimaginable expanse of the galaxy. The trick for these shows, of course, has always been to bridge the huge gap between the vast unknown of the universe with the very basic concept of humans and their interaction with space itself, with other beings, and even with their own humanity. Early science fiction series were hamstrung by the low-tech, low-budget special effects that were available at the time. It was much, much harder to create otherworldly sets and gadgets than it was to use whatever admittedly earthly props were available on the backlot. Additionally, early on, the thirst for science fiction was pretty low among adults of the post-war TV audience. They wanted to see raucous variety shows, silly sitcoms, and serious drama. But there was a ready audience for the outer space adventure among younger viewers, so TV's earliest sci-fi shows were geared primarily towards the kids, with the honeymooner's Ed Norton a notable adult exception. Calling all space rangers, it's time to blast off with Captain Video and his Video Rangers! Hello out there, Rangers. This is Captain Video. Are you all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? I am ready, Captain Video. Very good. Let us all put on our official Captain Video space helmet. Adjust disintegrator gun. And now we blast off for Pluto and the moon. 
I want all you rangers at home to recite the Captain Video Ranger play. Hi, Edward Martin. Ranger, third class, and the Captain Video Space Academy. Do solemn pledge to obey my mommy and daddy. Be kind of dumb animals and old ladies in and out of space. Not to tease my little brothers and sisters. And to brush my teeth twice a day and drink milk after every meal. TV's first sci-fi hit is where I will start. In this episode of Tube Tunes, I've decided to focus on science fiction series set as a whole or in part within the outer reaches of space. I'll leave other supernatural shows such as The Twilight Zone, The X-Files, and even Lost to future episodes of Tube Tunes. For today, I'll be looking at six well-known TV space dramas with one representative series from each decade spanning the 1950s up to the present. I'll look at their histories, their stars, their impact on the TV science fiction canon, and of course, I'll present audio of and info about their memorable theme music. As we drift off on our audio spaceship traveling through both space and time, I hope that you enjoy listening to those classic sci-fi TV themes from the past and the present. In this episode, I call Out of This World, Science Fiction Themes Part 1. There's only a few shows to cover in this episode, but it's packed with 26 themes, so let's get ready for takeoff. Five, four, three, two, one. The first sci-fi show I want to talk about in this episode came from the 1950s. It's called Captain Video and His Video Rangers. It actually began on the Dumont Network on June 27, 1949, and ended six years later on April 1, 1955. From 1953 to 55, it aired in first-run syndication, probably due to the fact that the Dumont Network was pretty much falling apart by 1953, and it folded completely by 1955. There were 65 30-minute or 15-minute episodes produced. The show starred Richard Coogan as Captain Video, and then Al Hodge replaced him from 1949 to 1955. Don Hastings played the Video Ranger. Also in the cast were Ben Lacklin and Hal Conklin. And just like Batman many years later, there were a lot of famous people that portrayed villains on the show, although at the time they were unknown. Actors such as Ernest Borgnine, Bob Hastings, Alan Hale Jr., Arnold Stang, Frank Sutton, Jack Weston, Jack Klugman, and Tony Randall all played villains on Captain Video. The show was about a private citizen scientist, Captain Video, along with his teenage helper, the Ranger, as they preserve peace in the future by battling with evil Dr. Pauly of the Asteroidal Society, as well as many other villains. The show was very low budget, even though later on, They used writers such as James Blish, Arthur C. Clarke, Jack Vance, Damon Knight, and even Isaac Asimov for some of their episodes. The theme used on the show was actually the overture to The Flying Dutchman by Richard Wagner. It was composed beginning in 1839 and premiered in 1843. The musical producer for the show was the award-winning producer Irvin Robin, who lived from 1918 till 2000 when he died at the age of 92. He produced music for such later series as ABC's Wide World of Sports, Live with Regis and Kathy Lee, and he even won an Emmy in 1980 for music that he composed for the series All My Children. 
We'll now listen to the 1949 to 1955 opening theme music to Captain Video and his Video Rangers. video operates from a mountain retreat with secret agents at all points of the globe. Possessing scientific secrets and scientific weapons, Captain Video asks no quarter and gives none to the forces of evil. Stand by for Captain Video and his Video Rangers. Yes, stand by for Captain Video and his Video Rangers. Brought to you by that long-lasting, swell-tasting candy bar, Powerhouse. Stand by for Captain Video and his Video Rangers. Now for the 1960s, there was only one sci-fi series that I could choose, and that, of course, is Star Trek. The show Star Trek began on NBC on September 8, 1966. It ended three seasons later on NBC on September 2, 1969. There were 79 hours plus a one-hour pilot that were produced. The one-hour pilot, actually the second pilot, was called The Cage. The show starred William Shatner as James T. Kirk, Leonard Nimoy as Mr. Spock, DeForest Kelly as Leonard Bones McCoy, George Takei as Sulu, Nichelle Nichols as Lieutenant Uhura, James Doohan as Scotty, Walter Koenig as Chekhov, Major Barrett as Nurse Chapel, Major Barrett, of course, was Mrs. Jean Roddenberry, who created the show, Grace Lee Whitney as Yeoman Janice Rand. The opening theme to the show says it all, the five-year mission of the USS Enterprise during the 23rd century as it explores new worlds, new life, and new civilizations. We've all seen the show. The legacy for the show is extensive, especially for a show that only lasted three seasons in its original run. There were no less than five spin-off series later on, as well as a sixth one that is set to begin on CBS in January of next year. The first spin-off series was an animated version of the show that aired on NBC from 1973 to 1975, called simply Star Trek. Then, amid big fanfare in 1987, Star Trek The Next Generation began. It ran for seven years, and we'll be talking about that show later on. In 1993, a third series began, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. In 1995, Star Trek Voyager began on the new UPN TV network. It lasted six seasons. And the latest series to date to spin off from the original Star Trek was Star Trek Enterprise, later called Just Enterprise. It aired from 2001 to 2005. There were also movies, theatrical movies, six of them to be exact, that starred most of the stars of the original series. They were produced from 1979 to 1991. Then in 2009, a series of reboot movies were created, the first one called Star Trek. There have been three so far. The very iconic theme music for Star Trek was composed by Alexander Courage. Courage lived from 1919 until 2008 when he died at the age of 88. He was an Oscar nominee for a musical adaptation for two movies, The Pleasure Seekers in 1964 and Dr. Doolittle in 1967. 
He also wrote the theme for National Velvet, a TV series in 1960. He also scored many episodes of The Waltons and actually seven episodes of Lost in Space from 1966 to 1968. We're going to hear many themes now. First, of course, we'll listen to the opening and closing theme music to the original Star Trek series, composed by Alexander Courage. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Now as a bonus, we'll now listen to the opening and closing theme music to the Star Trek animated series that aired from 1973 to 75. The theme was composed by Yvette Blaze and Jeff Michael. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before.
We'll now listen to the opening and closing theme music to Star Trek Deep Space Nine, composed by Dennis McCarthy. Now we'll listen to the opening and closing theme music to Star Trek Voyager, composed by famed movie and TV composer Jerry Goldsmith.
Finally, we'll listen to the opening and closing theme music to Star Trek Enterprise. The opening theme to Star Trek Enterprise was called Faith of the Heart, with lyrics and music composed by Diane Warren. It was performed by Russell Watson. The closing theme for Star Trek Enterprise was composed by Dennis McCarthy. Let's listen. It's been a long road Getting from there to here It's been a long time But my time is finally near I will see my dream come alive at last I will touch the sky not gonna hold me down no more No, they're not gonna change my mind Cause I've got faith of the After these messages, Tube Tunes will be right back. I drink Dr. Pepper, don't you see? Cause it's the perfect taste for me. That original taste, you know. Is making peppers everywhere I go. There's floating peppers, toting peppers, cooking peppers, good looking peppers. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Us peppers are an interesting breed. An original taste is what we need. Ask any pepper and he'll say, Only Dr. Pepper tastes that way. There's carrying peppers, marrying peppers, diet peppers, quiet peppers. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? There's saluting peppers, tooting peppers. I'm a pepper man. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Be a pepper, drink Dr. Pepper. I'm just a show, yes I'm only a show, and I got as far as urbanator land, well now I'm stuck in a quo, and I sit here and wait, while a few other shows discuss and debate whether they should let me be a podcast, I hope and pray that they know, but today I am still just a show. 
listen to all those podcasters arguing. Is all that debate about you? Yeah, I'm one of the lucky ones. Most shows never get this far. I hope they decide a podcast at me favorably. Otherwise, I might be deleted. Deleted? Yeah, deleted file. Oh, it looks like I'm going to be played. Now I go to the listeners' headphones, and they listen to me. If they listen to you, what happens? Then I go to iTunes, and the whole thing starts all over again. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Remember, you can find all of Zerbinator Land shows right there at zerbinator.wordpress.com. Stop by there for all your podcasting needs. I'm just a show. Yes, I'm only a show. And if you find me, I'm at Zerbinator Land. Well, I am off on the web where I sit in my bed. And I wait to be heard just like every other nerd. And if they like me, then I'll know. Oh, boy, I hope and I pray that they will listen to me today. The sci-fi series I chose to represent the 1970s was Battlestar Galactica. It began on ABC on September 17, 1978, and ended only a year later, August 4, 1979. It did return in 1980 under a different title and with a different cast, and the series was called Galactica 1980. The original series had 21 hour-long episodes, but there were only 10 hour-long episodes produced for Galactica 1980. The stars of Battlestar Galactica included Lorne Green as Commander Adama, Richard Hatch as Captain Apollo, Dirk Benedict as Lieutenant Starbuck, Herbert Jefferson Jr. as Lieutenant Boomer, John Kolikos as Baltar, Marin Jensen as Athena, Noah Hathaway as Boxy, and Terry Carter as Colonel Teague. The show, which was inspired by the 1977 movie Star Wars, followed a fugitive fleet on a desperate search for the planet Earth following the destruction of the 12 colonies of mankind. With disappointing ratings and a very expensive budget, as I mentioned, the show was retooled as Galactica 1980. The show did leave one impressive legacy, Battlestar Galactica, a 2003 miniseries that aired originally in Britain and then later here in the United States on the Sci-Fi Channel. The miniseries was so well received that a series was commissioned by Sci-Fi for production beginning in 2004. It ran until 2009. The series theme was composed by Glenn A. Larson and Stu Phillips. Glenn A. Larson was a very well-known producer and, as it turns out, musician. He lived from 1937 until 2014 when he died at the age of 77. He wrote the fanfare for Battlestar Galactica. In addition to this series, he also produced It Takes a Thief, Alias Smith & Jones, Switch, McLeod, Hardy Boys Nancy Drew Mysteries, Sword of Justice, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, BJ and the Bear, The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo, Manimal, Trauma Center, Masquerade, Automan, The Fall Guy, Knight Rider, The Highwayman, and Magnum P.I. Stu Phillips, who was born January 19, 1929 and is still alive today at age 87, was also a well-known composer. He wrote The March to Battlestar Galactica. In addition, he composed the theme to Harry's Girls in 1963. Later on, he composed the theme to The Amazing Spider-Man and Quincy M.E. and countless others. And additionally, he was the conductor for the Monkees TV series. 
both of them together composed the themes to many TV series over the years. In no particular order, they composed themes to Knight Rider, Switch, The Hardy Boys Nancy Drew Mysteries, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, Sword of Justice, BJ and the Bear, and Glenn A. Larson composed the theme along with David Somerville and Gail Jensen to The Fall Guy that was performed by star Lee Majors, and Glenn A. Larson also composed the theme to The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo, The Ballad of Sheriff Lobo. The theme music to Battlestar Galactica was performed by the L.A. Philharmonic Orchestra. We'll now listen to the opening and closing theme music to Battlestar Galactica, composed by Glenn A. Larson and Stu Phillips, and performed by the L.A. Philharmonic Orchestra. There are those who believe that life here began out there, far across the universe, with tribes of humans who may have been the forefathers of the Egyptians, or the Toltecs, or the Mayans. Some believe that there may yet be brothers of man who even now fight to survive somewhere beyond the heavens. Now listen to the opening and closing theme music to Galactica 1980, composed by Glenn A. Larson and Stu Phillips, and performed by the L.A. Philharmonic Orchestra.
endured the wilderness of space. And now, we near the end of our journey. We have at last found Earth. Now, as a bonus, we'll listen to the opening and closing theme to the Battlestar Galactica reboot that aired from 2003 to 2009. We'll listen to the opening and closing theme music to the TV series, not the miniseries, and it was composed by Richard Gibbs. Previously on Battlestar Galactica. I think we should blah 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 bleep blah. After these messages, Tube Tunes will be right back. It's time now for the mystery tune. Now normally I would play you a portion of an obscure TV theme tune from an obscure national TV series. But this time I'm going to play the entire theme. The reason for that is that nobody has guessed any correct guesses in the last two mystery tunes. So once you've listened to the tune, 
You, my intrepid listener, can send me your guess for the name of the show. You can send me an email, a tweet, a comment on my Facebook page, or on my blog page, or on tubetunes.net. You can use a carrier pigeon, Morse code, semaphore, or even an Aldous lamp if you'd like. Doesn't matter to me. If you guess correctly on your first try, I'll mention you in the next episode of Tube Tunes. So good luck, and here's this episode's mystery tune. I got no correct guesses for last episode's mystery tune. The show was Dolphin Cove, and it was a short-lived CBS drama that aired from January through March of 1989. Only eight episodes were produced. The composer to the theme for Dolphin Cove was Bill Conti, who composed the theme to Rocky and also to the TV series Dynasty. Let's listen to the last episode's mystery tune, Dolphin Cove, by Bill Conti. Don't forget to send me your guess for this episode's mystery tune, and I'll give you a little hint. It aired on CBS in the late 1960s, and it was a sitcom. Good luck to everyone. The sci-fi TV series I chose for the 1980s is Star Trek The Next Generation. It began in first-run syndication in 1987 and ended seven years later in 1994. There were 176 hour-long episodes produced. The series starred Patrick Stewart as Captain Picard, Brent Spiner as Data, Jonathan Frakes as Commander Riker, LeVar Burton as Lieutenant Commander LaForge, 
Michael Dorn as Lieutenant Commander Worf, Marina Sirtis as Counselor Troy, Gates McFadden as Dr. Crusher, Will Wheaton as Wesley Crusher, Cole Meany as Chief O'Brien, and again Major Barrett as the voice of the computer and as Troy's mother. The series was set decades after the original Star Trek and it followed the continuing voyages of a new USS Enterprise as it searches for new life and new civilizations, all while trying to maintain peace in the galaxy. The legacy for this series was that four theatrical movies were made from 1994 to 2002. The theme music to Star Trek The Next Generation was composed by Jerry Goldsmith, who lived from 1929 to 2004 when he died at the age of 75. The theme was based on his score for the 1979 film Star Trek The Motion Picture. You can hear more about Goldsmith in the Barnaby Jones segment of Episode 5 of Tube Tunes, Who Loves You Baby? Detectives of the 1970s Part 1. Now let's listen to the opening and closing theme music to Star Trek The Next Generation, composed by Jerry Goldsmith. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. I chose Babylon 5 to represent 1990s sci-fi TV. Babylon 5 began in first-run syndication in 1994 and ended four years later in 1998. There were 110 hour-long episodes plus a two-hour pilot movie produced. The show starred Jerry Doyle as Garibaldi, Mira Furlan as Ambassador Delenn, 
Richard Briggs as Dr. Franklin, Bill Mooney as Lanier, Stephen First as Vir Cotto, Andreas Katsoulas as Gakar, Peter Jurassic as Londo Malari, Bruce Boxleitner as Captain and later President Sheridan, Claudia Christian as Lieutenant Commander Ivana, and Jeff Conaway as Zach Allen. This series was set on a five-mile-long space station called Babylon 5 in neutral territory. It was the last remaining station out of five. The others were destroyed ten years earlier during the Earth-Minbari War. It provides the setting in this popular series, considered by many to be one of the best sci-fi series ever produced. The theme music for Babylon 5 was composed by Christopher Frank, who was a German-born composer, born April 6, 1953, and still alive at age 63. He wrote the theme music to Raven in 1992, and to Mantis in 1994, and various reality shows, such as 18 Wheels of Justice, Amish in the City, Super Nanny, Big Brother, and The Amazing Race. The theme for each season of Babylon 5 changed as the story changed. We're now going to listen to the 1994 opening theme music to Babylon 5, composed by Christopher Frank. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind, ten years after the Earth-Minbari War. The Babylon Project was a dream given form. Its goal, to prevent another war by creating a place where humans and aliens could work out their differences peacefully. It's a port of call, home away from home for diplomats, hustlers, entrepreneurs, and wanderers. Humans and aliens wrapped in 2,500,000 tons of spinning metal, all alone in the night. It can be a dangerous place, but it's our last best hope for peace. This is the story of the last of the Babylon stations. The year is 2258. The name of the place is Babylon 5. Now let's listen to the opening theme music to Season 2 of Babylon 5, composed by Christopher Frank. The Babylon Project was our last best hope for peace. A self-contained world five miles long, located in neutral territory. A place of commerce and diplomacy for a quarter of a million humans and aliens. A shining beacon in space, all alone in the night. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind, the year the Great War came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Babylon stations. The year is 2259. The name of the place is Babylon 5.
Here is Season 3's opening theme music to Babylon 5, composed by Christopher Frank. The Babylon Project was our last best hope for peace. It failed. But in the year of the Shadow War, it became something greater. Our last best hope for victory. The year is 2260. The place, Babylon 5. Now let's listen to Season 4's opening theme music to Babylon 5, composed by Christopher Frank. It was the year of fire. The year of destruction. The year we took back what was ours. It was the year of rebirth. The year of great sadness. The year of pain. And the year of joy. It was a new age. It was the end of history. It was a year everything changed. The year is 2261. The place, Babylon 5. Finally, here is the last opening theme music for Season 5 of Babylon 5, composed by Christopher Frank. And so it begins. There is a hole in your mind. What do you want? No one here is exactly what he appears. It's the same. Commander Sinclair is being reassigned. Why don't you eliminate the entire non-homo? Oh, I reaching out of the star. Who are you? President Clark has signed a decree today declaring These orders law. have forced us to declare independence in this when people get off their encounter suited butts and do something. Why are you here? Do you have anything to living for? Think of the beautiful city and flames. Giants in the plane. Now get the hell out of our galaxy. We are here to place President Clark under arrest. 
After these messages, Tube Tunes will be right back. My baloney has a first name. It's O S C A R. My baloney has a second name. It's M A Y E R. Oh, I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say, 'Cause Oscar Mayer has a way with B O L O G N A. Oscar Mayer, the first name in Bologna. How's that? The last series I want to talk to you about today is Firefly, which represents the 2000s. The show began on Fox on September 20th, 2002, and its final episode aired July 28th, 2003. Only 14-hour-long episodes were produced. The show starred Nathan Fillon as Mal, Gina Torres as Zoe, Alan Tudyk as Wash, Marina Bakarin as Anara, Adam Baldwin as Jane, Sean Mayer as Simon, Summer Glau as River, Ron Glass as Shepard, and Jewel State as Kaylee. Firefly was set in the 2500s, where a renegade crew aboard a Firefly-class spacecraft, Serenity, struggles to survive as couriers and sometimes smugglers, all the while trying to keep out of the way of the all-powerful Alliance. The show was a flop in the ratings during its initial run on Fox, but gained a loyal following in the DVD market later on, which spawned a feature-length film in 2005 called Serenity and starring all of the cast. The theme music for Firefly is called The Ballad of Serenity. The music and lyrics were composed by producer and writer Joss Whedon. Whedon was born June 23, 1964 and is still alive today at age 51. He's a writer, producer, and director of many famous TV series, including Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Dollhouse, and he's also produced many movies. We'll now listen to the opening and closing theme music to Firefly, The Ballad of Serenity, with music and lyrics composed by Joss Whedon and performed by Sonny Rhodes. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand, I don't care I'm still free, you can't take the sky from me Take me out to the black, tell them I ain't coming back Burn the land and boil the sea, you can't take the sky from me I found serenity But you can't take the sky from me
Well, we've landed back on terra firma. The good news is that science fiction television is no longer the unwanted stepchild of drama that it once was, and it's certainly no longer a genre devoted only to children. With entire networks devoted to sci-fi, there has never been such a keen interest in outer space themes and stories as there is now. I hope you've enjoyed this trip through the universe by looking at and listening to the musical heritage of a few of TV's best-known science fiction series. And I invite you to join me for the next episode of Tube Tunes, entitled Rarities, Part 1. In that episode, we'll listen to some rarely heard audio clips, theme music, and even dialogue, all culled from my audio cassette tape archives spanning 1972 to 2012. It'll be fun, and I really hope you don't miss it. Same bat time, same bat channel. I would first like to thank Zerbinator for his guidance and encouragement as I continue on this project. His podcasting expertise has been very valuable to me. I would urge all of my intrepid listeners to give any of his many podcasts a listen. They're a lot of fun. Just go to zerbinator.wordpress.com to find a list of his podcasts and to get started listening. Also, I can't forget to thank Zerbinator for composing the theme music that's heard at the beginning and end of Tube Tunes. It's a great theme. And you can find all of his other great music at zerbitron.bandcamp.com. Thanks, Burford. I also need to give thanks to the Free Music Archive, which provided the following music under the Creative Commons license. Midnight Transactions by Charlie Salas Humara and Cylinder 4 by Chris Zabriskie. Finally, I would also like to give heartfelt thanks to my beautiful wife, Lizzie. She has put up with me and with this strange podcasting thing with the patience of a saint, and I could never fully repay her. But I will definitely try. Nudge, nudge, snap, snap, grin, grin, wink, wink, say no more. Tubetunes is a proud member of the Throwback Network. You can listen to all of the great retro-themed podcasts on the network, including this one, by visiting throwbacknetwork.net. Episodes of Tube Tunes can be found on iTunes and on Stitcher. Please take time to leave a review of Tube Tunes. You can also listen to Tube Tunes on your Roku device by going to the TuneIn app and typing Tube Tunes in the search field. Also, be sure to check out the Tube Tunes website at tubetunes.net. All of the episodes can be found there as well. You can also visit the Tube Tunes blog page at tubetunespodcast.blogspot.com. TubeTunes can also be found on Facebook at facebook.com slash TubeTunes and on Twitter at TubeTunesPod. Finally, you can send Mark an email and let him know what you think about any episode of TubeTunes. Just write to him, mark at TubeTunes.net. Thank you. Support for TubeTunes is provided by a grant from the Telesearch Group. 
and by listeners like you. Thank you. This is station WABC-TV New York, Channel 7. Now speaking for the entire staff in New York. On behalf of WNBC-TV, good night. Good morning.